Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I think they said yeah. Now, introducing your hosts, let's give it up for the prescription fill-in, smart slaying, cowboy boot-wearing, son of a gun, make some noise for Doc Haas. Because the great don't need to be goaded into greatness. They seek it out, they crave it. They dare the entire locker room to come after them, just like I'm going to seek you out. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Nope, it's just our third man. Johnny Smarks. Smarks. Who said you idiots can speak while there's a microphone in my head? And here is your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. Let's make one thing clear. I don't watch this business. This business watches me. Sit back and enjoy your dose of kayfabe consumption as you listen to the fourth wall WrestleCast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth breaking wall. The fourth wall. What's up, everyone? It is your favorite third man, Johnny Smarks, here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um, I am here alone today. It is a solo show for me. Unfortunately, Johnny Bones uh, has a pretty busy weekend ahead of him, so he wasn't able to be here, and Doc Haas just sucks. I mean, I love him, but he just, you know what? They both suck. I'm here by myself. It's okay. It's a solo show. We're harking back to a couple months ago when I had this thing called Smarky Singles Run. Um, but then, of course, I got busy and I couldn't do the show. So here I am. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things today. We're going to talk about the Mets and we're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about a couple other things that we really haven't talked about on this show yet. But let's start with this. I live in the Northeast. It is cold as hell today. It went from like 50 degrees last week, and now it's 18 degrees. I am in my recording cave, my man cave, if you would, which is the opposite of a she shed. I hope that woman actually got her she she or she shed. But uh, it is a brisk, brisk 55 degrees down here. So I think it's time for a space heater down here in the in the cave, which actually isn't a cave. There's a hibernating bear next to me. Her name is Zoe. She farts a lot. She's not really a bear, too. She's my dog. She's awesome. So listen, it is February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. I just want to give a huge, huge shout-out to the love of my life, my fiance. We will call her Jay Sands on here, so we won't give real names. Uh, she's the best. She uh, had a great day with me, and I had a great day with her. And We're both really goofy when it comes to Valentine's Day. So listen, I heard about some crazy things, this, this Valentine's Day thing on February 13th. I had no idea that was really a thing. It's pretty cool. You know, get together with your girlfriends and have a good day together. I uh, I heard that guys have a day too, uh, about a month from now, March 14th. Can't really talk about that on here, but uh, I heard there's um, some loving and some red meat involved. We'll just call it that. I don't want to uh, get into that because, you know, this is a family show. We're not PG, but we're not, uh, we're not anything else either. So listen, friends, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to start with the Mets. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the second biggest laughing stock in the MLB, the New York Mets. I 
as as a longtime fan, you know, I'm from Queens and I have a lot of pride for New York, even though I haven't lived there in a long time. I just can't I can't fathom how ridiculous this whole thing is. You know, the Wilpons have taken a team that, you know, they they're never the best. You know, they they've made it to the World Series a couple times. We've won two, and I just we're a laughing stock. We're not as bad as the Astros, and I'm going to talk about them in a second. But you know, they just got to go, and hopefully they do get out faster. And they said, you know, they said there's going to be transition years, and now they're saying that they're just going to get up and go. And now I I don't know if any of you follow the Mets, but now we have a new buyer. A new perspective buyer in A-Rod. Yeah, I said that right, everyone. Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod is a potential buyer of the New York Mets baseball franchise. I'm interested to see what you all think about this. You know, I'm sad that Doc isn't on the show today because he is an ultra, ultra, mega, super duper Mets fan while I am a casual fan of baseball. And I really want to hear his thoughts on this because, you know, it's it's just... It, it's it's mind blowing to me that this is what it's come down to with this team. You are in one of the biggest, if not the biggest, sports market in the world, and we're we're a laughing stock. We can't even get a buyer. We can't get our owners to do the right things right now. Our you know our almost former owners. You know, I'm hoping A Rod can can do some good things here. You know he's got some skeletons in the closet, but what baseball? What what sports star doesn't? So you know if people are gonna start arguing, oh A Rod, you know steroids, blah blah blah, cheating, blah 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 blah. You know what? The man loves baseball, and that's the type of owner you need. You don't need these oil tycoons and these medical tycoons cool they own teams it's cool but do they really know how to run them sure some of them have great success but for the most part most of these teams are mediocre so arod who was a baseball player maybe he knows how to own a team and maybe he'll do right things i'm not hoping for a world series caliber team i would love that but i just want a team that i don't need to be embarrassed about, to like. I want to buy merch. I want to buy jerseys. I want to buy shirts. And right now, I I can't spend the money on it. I, I, I can't get myself to do it. And, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, this A-Rod thing goes through. And I think it would be a good thing for the team. I, maybe I'm the minority here. Maybe I'm not. You know, I haven't really talked to anyone about this yet. But hopefully something good comes of this. And I hope the Mets get out of this because this is just... This is just too much here. I, I I need them back in my life. Blue and orange are my favorite colors for a reason. You know what I mean? So hopefully, I have no more words for this. Let's move on. So let's move into another major league team in the uh, Houston Astros. I know everyone's thoughts on this, and I am probably right there with you at... The half-assed apology we got from the owner and teams and everything. And, you know, I'm not sure if you can revoke a World Series, but I think we're at that point here. You know, sports, while never really my thing, and I did play a few sports growing up, I, you know, there is honor and character in playing a sport and being an athlete. And I'm not one to cheat myself in sports and competitions and for this to happen, I can we ban a team? 
Is that possible? Can we get rid of a major league team? Same thing with the Wilpons. You know, they're gone. Why don't we just kick this guy out? Restart, start over. Move Houston somewhere else. I, I don't know. But what a half-assed, quarter-assed apology we got from them. The guy had no emotion in his face. I, you know, he says he didn't know what was going on. I'm sorry for my language here. Bullshit. Bullshit. You do the whole time. That's all I have to say about this. The Houston Astros suck. They deserve everything they get from this. And that's my thoughts on this. So from here, I want to move in. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am a high school teacher by day. And I also help out. We have an arena attached to our school. And last week, we hosted the High School Basketball Metro Classic, which is a tournament with teams from all over the country. And I had the pleasure of helping out with the event. And I got to see some of the best basketball teams from all over the country, like I said, including this team from Sierra Canyon High School in California, right outside of L.A., and this team's cool because LeBron James and D-Wade's kid are on the team. It was really cool to see these guys play, along with the team they were playing when I was working called Long Island Lutheran. They had a lot of great players, including one standout player who I know is going to Illinois and definitely will go pro. Unfortunately, I don't know his name. What was interesting about this, and I was talking to some of my colleagues about it the next day or two days later on Monday, it was not watching high school ball. It was watching college and pro ball. These kids are insane. You know, some of these kids are seven feet tall, and they're freshmen in high school. And some of them just have skills that I've never seen before. You know, I, you know, I've always heard about these high school teams that have to travel the country to find competition. You know, we have a couple of football teams in New Jersey where I am that you know have to travel the country to find competition. And I guess basketball is the same way. And a lot of these kids were very nice. And I got to talk to a few shoe game, of course, on point as most basketball players, you know, they have great shoes because it's part of the culture. But again, it was insane to watch these kids play. You know, it was like watching pro ball and uh, I wish a lot of them the best. And uh, you know, we'll go from there. So let's move into what this podcast really started as. And that's a pro wrestling podcast. I don't have much this week, um, but here we go. Here are my thoughts. First and foremost, let's start with the main roster of WWE. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you will know that I have been a very, very strong critic of the main roster for a long time, like a lot of people. And I got to be honest with you, I turned it off and stopped watching Monday. I didn't watch SmackDown at all. Um, and what started that was the Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler segment where Shayna Baszler took a chunk out of the neck of Becky Lynch. And yes, I started all that on purpose because I, I'm thinking about it again and I couldn't believe how ridiculous this was. This, this is what we come to. You have all these other organizations producing some of the best wrestling and biting the neck and with fake blood. And this is, this is what we've gotten to here with two of the best wrestling stars. And I, I got to be honest with you, I turned it off. So I have no other main roster thoughts because I couldn't watch after that. I, I'm so sorry if you love the main roster, but there's better wrestling out there for me. And you know, this is just my opinion. I am not a writer. I have no affiliation with the WWE or any wrestling organization. This is just my opinion. And I love wrestling to death, and I will watch again, but this week, I just I couldn't do it after that. It, was, it just wasn't for me. So I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on to NXT here. This week's episode, not the best, but you know there were a lot of good things on there. I have a soft spot for Bronson Reed, 
and excuse me, Cameron Grimes, and they both had matches this week, and it was really cool to see them. Of course, they're both defeated because they were facing Roddy Strong and Johnny Gargano, but you know, they, they had great matches, and I think Cameron Grimes especially is going to have a strong career in NXT and hopefully on the main roster. Uh, Bronson Reed, he's great. I, I could see him doing a lot. We'll see what happens with him. Other than that, Leo Rush and Angel Garza, they're both two of my favorite, favorite stars. And I, you know, I tell you this all the time. I love that Leo Rush is back after battling with some demons. And he's just having a great second go of his WWE career. And Angel Garza, the dude is awesome. I I, I can't get enough of him. Um, you know, I obviously, you know, we have heel Garza now, but it, it's almost babyface like he's got people cheering in the crowd even after, you know, planting someone's head on concrete floors and stuff, or at least helping doing it. So you know what? I I I love both of them and I'm glad that they're you know they're fighting each other. And of course, now Leo Rush has a title opportunity, which is really cool. You know, he came back and won the title. Of course he lost it, but now He's probably going to have it again. Um, I want to talk about Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae, both really, really great stars. Uh, I have trouble getting behind Dakota Kai as a heel. Uh, it's—I just don't know if that's—that's that's the right move for her. I—I I can't get behind it. You know, she's definitely more of a face person, and I'm hoping that gets changed. On the other hand, my favorite heel, who's pretty much a babyface at this point, uh, Bianca Belair, had a great match against Santana Garrett. Pretty much blew her away, which is awesome. And, of course, we have the main event, which was Adam Cole versus Kushida. And, you know, these two traveled the world and have faced amazing people. So it was a great match. I I just wish the main roster could do shows like this. I really do. It was such a good show. And, um, you know, you have these two- and three-hour shows on, you know, broadcast television. And, you know, you have your what's considered your feeder program destroying you. I'm hoping, uh, you know, I'm hoping the main roster takes some more notes. So moving on from there, you know, we have TakeOver Portland coming up with a lot of awesome matches. I am pulling for Mr. Iwan Goldie, Tommaso Ciampa, very, very much. And I'm hoping that, you know, the rest of that is going to be awesome. I'm not going to give you my thoughts on Portland. I'm going to wait for the other guys. You know, maybe it will be a, you know, thought show after the show. But uh, I'm not going to give you my predictions because I, I predictions are predictions. They're just that. They're opinions. And while I'm giving you opinions, I, I'm going to keep mine to myself right now. So let's move on to some independent shows. And uh, let, me, let me talk to you a little bit about some cool stuff going on in NWA and AEW. So let's start with the National Wrestling Alliance. Now, if you have been listening to this podcast, you will know that I am a fan of the NWA and AEW. The other two gentlemen on this podcast like it too, but... I might be the only one that likes it better than uh, WWE at this point. So this week's episode of NWA Power was really cool. You saw a lot of people make debuts or wrestle with people they haven't wrestled with before. The first match, you have uh, the Dawsons uh, versus the what is called the Bouncers, who is uh, Beer City Bruiser and Brian Milanis, who I can never say his name right. And, um, you know, it's really the Pope versus Eddie Kingston at this point with people doing their work for them. I have always heard of the Beer City Bruiser and Brian Milanis, and I, I didn't know much about them, but they are a lot of fun to watch. I, I also really like the Dawsons, so it, it was a really cool match. Of course, the Bouncers won, faces go over, and um, it was really cool to watch the Bouncers drink out of a crop. <laughs> I can't even say it right because it was so funny. They poured beers into the Crockett Cup and then were drinking beers out of it with James Storm, who I I freaking love. 
<laughs> Jape Storm. I always have back to the, the Impact or TNA days, whenever you want to call it. It was really cool. So moving on from there, you know, we have Nick Aldis backstage at, at a Ring of Honor show. It's really cool to see Ring of Honor and NWA doing stuff together on their TV shows. You know, it, it just makes everyone have more screen time and I think this is great because you have Nick Aldis uh, fighting Marty Skrull at Free Enterprise which is going to be awesome it's going to be for the NWA Championship I think that and, and I might be wrong here I really think that Marty Skrull is going to go over and be the NWA champion and have that belt in both ROH and NWA and I think that's going to be great for both organizations I really do now there's a lot going on here, and you know, I'm hoping that it's not just the the top stars here. You know, I you know, Beer City Bruiser and Brian Milanis. I think they are actually Ring of Honor wrestlers as well, and I hope we see more. You know, this is this is great. We're seeing a lot of cool people come into the NWA from other organizations, and I really hope it keeps going. So from here, um, we have Tom Latimer out with Camille, who I I love seeing Camille. I I'm not gonna lie to you, I I might have a crush, but it's okay. Um, and we have him fight Tim Storm, who, again, I, the dude's awesome, and I'm glad that he's still wrestling. You know, I didn't know much about him before watching NWA, and, you know, I went back and watched a whole bunch of his stuff, and the dude is just great, and, you know, he's really helping these younger guys kind of elevate themselves, and it's pretty cool. Unfortunately, he lost to Tom Latimer, but, you know, that's, uh, that's the way it goes. It's pro wrestling. So, you know, more highlights of Free Enterprise. And then we have a TV championship match between Ricky Starks and Matt Cross. Now, I know Matt Cross from Lucha Underground uh, as Son of Havoc. That was my first uh, experience with him, and I became a fan. And to see him wrestling again is, is awesome. You know, he never stopped. I just stopped watching Lucha Underground because, you know, they had their issues. So... It goes to a draw, which is cool because, you know, 605-minute matches because it's a television championship. And it was a great match all, all around. Um, I really like Ricky Starks. I I think he could do a little more with this character. Of course, again, this is just my opinion. But he's a great wrestler. And so is Matt Cross. A great, great match. Uh, and then we finally see Melina fight. Now, she fights Tasha Steeles. And uh, Melina still has it. She is really good. You know, it, it was interesting with uh, Steele saying, I respect you, I respect you, and Melina not, you know, having any of it. And it was cool to see Melina fight again. I always liked her wrestling when she was in WWE, WWF, whatever it was back then with Eminem and all that. You know, she was champion at some point, if I remember correctly. And uh, I, I think I'm going to see her be the champion in NWA. I really do. Now, she makes a match for herself against Thunder Rosa, who is part of her stable. But again, there is no stable here. Thunder Rosa has gone over as a babyface. And, um, you know, we're going to see the error of Thunder Rosa's ways. And Molina, unfortunately, is going to get the title. Thunder Rosa is going to drop it, which is a shame because Thunder Rosa is a great champion. But this is wrestling for you. And we're going to see Molina hold that championship for a little while, I think. You know, she's going to go and fight against, uh, you know, Allison Sin. Oh, I'm sorry. Allison Sin. Allison K. Wow, look at me go. Allison K and Thunder Rose again. You know, you might see some other people come out for it, but Melina's going to hold it for a while. Uh, speaking of a while, <laughs> Rock and Roll Express again. Main event fight Rock and Roll Express versus Royce Isaac 
Isaacs and Nick Aldis. Again, we have Strictly Business uh, with the Rock and Roll Express. I love that the Rock and Roll Express still wrestle. Um, of course, you know, they are the Elder Guard. Excuse me. Ugh. It's cold down here. It's making me tired. They are the Elder Guard of the NWA and pro wrestling in general. They are. Man, they're up there, but, you know, they're still holding their own. And again, just like Tim Storm, helping these new guys elevate their talent. And that's really it. I I really do love NWA, you know, and, and AEW as well. But I really do like the NWA. Um, I'm hoping that they have some shows outside of their uh, television tapings that are closer to me that I can go to. Or I'm going to Georgia, whatever. And then, of course, we have a package for Aldis versus Skrull. And I think Skrull's going to win. I, I really do at Free Enterprise. But we'll see what happens. So moving on to All Elite Wrestling, the biggest thing I want to talk about here is the Women's Championship. We have a women's champion named Nyla Rose. Now, I am very happy that Nyla Rose won the championship from Riho. I like Riho, um, and the match between her and Nyla Rose was pretty cool. You know, you have your little fighter versus your big fighter here, but and it was actually believable. But, you know, I'm very happy for Nyla Rose, you know, coming from where she comes from, being a transgender wrestler, and the opportunities that AEW has given her, I'm very happy. And being, you know, a teacher in the modern world, you know, equality is a big thing. Equity, equality, whatever you want to call it. And um, I'm very happy. And, you know, this is this is what it should be like. She's a woman. And she won the women's championship. And AEW gave her the championship. And I'm very, very proud and happy for her. So shout out to the native beast, Nyla Rose. I am so excited that you're a champion. And you're opening doors for the transgender community. And I, I really do love it. So moving on to some other stuff. Let's talk about Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, who are the World Tag Team Championships. Uh, you know, they're, they're starting to work together better. Um, you know, of course... We have Adam Page, you know, with his what they think is an alcoholic problem, as the Young Bucks kind of pointed out last week. And they're fighting number one uh, right challengers who are SCU. Uh, you know, eh, this story is interesting. I, I'm hoping the Dark Order gets more involved in this. I really do like the Dark Order. I know a lot of people are very on the fence about them, but I, I like the whole uh, thing with the uh, the exalted one and the cult thing. It's kind of kind of harkens back to the uh, the Ministry of Darkness or even the uh, corporate ministry here, which is pretty cool. And I'm interested to see who the exalted one is. I think, judging from what's going on in WWE, and a lot of people have actually talked about this before, that the exalted one might be Matt Hardy, which I think would be really cool that he comes in and you know the deleter of worlds is the exalted one of the dark order um you know he had his time back in wwe it's worked out again now it's not working out because you know his brother's choices and stuff so maybe it's time to go back and i think he would have a great great end of career at AEW. but we'll see what happens so moving on from there, Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. I can never say his name right. I'm so sorry. With with you know Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, you know. And now we have a good match. It was really cool, you know. But you know this was more of a setup for Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager, which is going to happen at Revolution. And the other part of this match that was interesting is 
a 50-something Dustin Rhodes hits a Canadian Destroyer on Sammy, which, you know, of course he gets a three-cat over there. Now, a couple weeks ago, the innovator of the Canadian Destroyer, of course, went on and said, I'm sorry, I never meant for this move to be used as much as it is. Um, I think it was actually banned for a little while, too, because it's kind of a hard-hitting kind of DDT move. Almost a pile driver. Again, sorry for the audience. It's cold down here. But um, it was cool to see Dustin Rhodes, you know, hit that move, which was just insane. But, of course, it sets up Jake Hager, who I guess is in his first match at AEW, which is pretty cool. Um, Britt Baker comes out after that. Not a good heel. Has to go back to being a face. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work for her. Uh, again, just my opinion. And after that is the Nyla Rose segment, which we talked about already. And then, you know, we have a couple of interesting things here. The main event, which is John Moxley versus Santana. Of course, you know, this whole inner circle versus John Moxley thing. I think John Moxley in time is actually going to join the inner circle and fight for control versus Chris Jericho. Of course, this is very interesting because, you know, Moxley is the number one ranked challenger for the championship that Jericho holds, and Santana's eye was taken out with a key to a 4GT. So it was an eye-for-eye match, I guess. I like Excalibur's line in here, which is, this is biblical, literally an eye-for-an-eye. Cool, Excalibur. Yeah, wait... (laughs) I, I laughed out loud when that happened. My my lovely fiance was like, "What are you laughing at? You're watching man soaps." I'm like, "Well, yeah, but there was a funny line. There could be funny stuff." I love, I really do love the announced team here of Shivani, uh, Excalibur, and Jr. You know, it, it's it's you know you have three different generations of of people here announcing. and it's pretty cool. But uh, you know, you get some slobber knocker lines in there. A lot of cool moves in here. I, you know, it's. Uh, you know, obviously a, you know, no contest match here. But, you know, I like the whole Mox versus the world thing. It's what we did in WWE. It's what we're doing in AEW. So I, I, I'm going to say this a million times, everyone. AEW and NWA really have it going. They really, they I think they know what true wrestling fans want. And, you know, you have WWE who has a, a niche product at this point for younger fans. And that's cool. But for older people like us some of us do like wwe and i like i love nxt i really do and i really do like some of the things that you get on the main brand shows but honestly i think i'm a fan of independence and i think i'm gonna start watching more i might start watching impact you know i might start watching ring of honor and you know youtube i can watch mlw fights all the time i mostly watch orange cassidy matches i'm not gonna lie because his mlw matches are great and orange cassidy is the greatest wrestler of this generation Fight me on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I just happen to think, and I finally have gotten into the independence, which really makes me happy. So before I go, friends, I want to talk about things that I'm hoping to get out of my time on the Fourth Wall Network. Um, uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to start my own shows, which I, I really want to, but I have a lot of interests. Uh, if you know me in real life, you know that when I get into something, I really do get into something. But there have been a couple things that have stuck with me throughout my whole life. Uh, music being number one in my life. I am a musician. I am a high school band teacher. I play drums in a really cool Motown cover band called Will Be Fine. Here's some shameless plugging. You can find us on Facebook at We Will Be Fine NJ. You can find us on Instagram at We Will Be Fine NJ. 
And then we have a website, wewillbefindlive.com. If you like soul music, please check us out. And if you're in the New Jersey area, come check us out. Seriously, I think you'll love what you hear. We're a group of really, really good friends and awesome musicians. And one of us just, one, oh, one of them just texted me. Our trumpet player, Beth, has just texted me something. We're playing a show in her hometown tonight, so that's probably why she's texting me. She's super excited. So that being said, I really want to do you know, uh, a music show on the fourth wall cast. I'm not too sure what I want to do. Of course, this whole podcast world is run by musicians. Johnny Bones is a percussionist and Doc Haas is a bass player, but also a multi-instrumentalist. And I've always wanted to start a show, you know, that's music based and I'm hoping I get to do that. But I also want to talk about my other obsession, which is toys. I've been a buyer and seller of Transformers from the 80s since I was a teenager, and I really do want to do a show on that. And then, of course, my other interests, which are comics, and I love RC cars, specifically to me at Kits. And, you know, hopefully one of you on there, or more than one of you, geez, I hope we have more than one person, can, uh, you know, go on Twitter and tell us what you want to hear from me and the other two guys on the show. I think it'd be really cool. So with that, guys, you know, shorter show than usual, but when it's only one person, there's not a lot of conversation, and I'm uh, sick of talking to myself here. <laughs> so anyways, listen, you can find us at Fourth Wall, uh, the Fourth Wall Network, all over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all the major podcasting forums, forums, Jesus, podcasting services. And uh, Johnny Bones, who's going to edit this, is probably going to edit this all out and put an ad for all of our stuff in there. So with that, have a great day, everyone, and we will all talk to you soon. Well, I guess if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. If you guys have enjoyed the show, please be sure to follow us on all social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four, T H W A L C A S T. Be sure to give the Fourth Wall Pop Network a follow on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop. You can follow me, your main host, JC Bones, on Twitter at JC Bones. That's Bones with the Z. You can follow our second man, Doc Haas, at Dr. Haas 4WC. And be sure to follow the host of tonight's episode, Johnny. Smarks on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. Please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be your biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall cast and we are here to make it pop. Goodbye and good night. Smash into everyone, crash like an F-15, damage already done, y'all should've let me be, back on everyone, back on everyone, back on everyone, I turned to rap cause it made me feel tough when I wasn't, from the